Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. 100,000 apply. The FBI Academy is life and death. Only 1,200 get in. He's a total golden boy. You know the director himself wrote his recommendation? And one will become... A massive explosion rocked the city this morning. Our nation's greatest threat. Are you telling me you think one of these people is a terrorist? Priyanka Chopra stars in Quantico. Series premieres Sunday, 10, 9 central on ABC. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the South Park After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. Again, this is not the episode. This is a review of the episode. If you want the episode, it's available, I think, tomorrow or something uh, on SouthParkStudios.com. Um, we're talking about Season 19, Episode 2, entitled, Where My Country Gone? <laughs> Making fun, of course, of Caitlyn Jenner, Donald Trump, Obama, and all of the other fun things going on in our... Uh, pop culture today. I am joined today by my lovely co-host, Christy Olson. Hello, and I, hello. I wanted to say Christy Reports, but then, you know, <laughs> I'm stuck on Twitter. That's how, that is how they know me. That's right. You guys can all follow me at Christy Reports. Hit me up. Hit her up. Guys, you can find me at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X. Spells it the fancy way. Yeah. Okay, so guys, this episode... Holy mother of God. Right? It just kicks off so immediately. And, you know, if you're not really aware of all the things going on in the world right now, it won't even hit you as hard because there's so much subtle humor. And, okay, there's one there's one imagery in this episode that I just have to get off my back right now because I feel like a lot of people may have missed. Okay. When Mr. Garrison goes over the waterfall mm-hmm. and he they think he's dead and he wakes up on the beach... They made him wake up on the beach in the same position as the drowned refugee who was washed up ashore who was trying to get over the border. There was I it was a child. That, there was Steven. there was this gigantic um there was this gigantic uh thing about these people like helping the refugees because of this dead child who washed up on the shore and some and a photographer had taken a picture and posted it right. and a, there's there's multiple children and people all washing up on shore because they were trying to get across the borders through the ocean and they all drowned because of a storm but they had Mr. Garrison laying on the beach dead in the same position as this I'm I was so, so glad that you were here to explain that to everyone because I somehow passed that up it was in such poor taste because it's so subtle and it's so <laughs> So terrible, but the fact that they did it, I was just like, oh my god. So, of course, this episode, it's great. I really love what they're doing with this season. They're continuing storylines from episode to episode. And I think what's happened in South Park is from seasons one to maybe 15, you know, you have a bit of pop culture every week. There's, like, a new thing every week. Um it, it makes sense to do a new do an episode that can start and stop with everything self-contained within a week. Right. Nowadays, this Caitlyn Jenner thing's been going on for so long. All these other... All these big political issues and these big pop culture issues that are just really stupid are just... They're long-running jokes in themselves. So the fact that they're carrying over thing, it makes so much sense mm-hmm. to 
not have to re-explain a joke every single episode or have to develop an entire world every episode just to get to a point. They cut out so much time and allow for so much more satire doing it this way. And it just works much better because I feel like their fan base is going to watch every week now. Mm-hmm. It's if you're watching, If you've been watching South Park all up until now... You're going to be watching it, and you don't even have to see the previous episode to actually get some of the humor. They reference it in such a way that you're not kind of left out in the cold. Right. Right. And we're still left to argue whether the early episodes or the late episodes are better or worse. I was just into that with someone a couple days ago, so. What do you think? I like what they're doing now. It works for me. You know, more pop culture works for me. I think, um, I don't think you can really decide whether they're better or worse. I think it's more of just a... They're definitely smarter It's the times. Yeah, yeah, it's just the times. And Trey Parker and Matt Stone have always evolved with their storytelling. Mm-hmm. And they they are getting... They've always become better and better and more grander. I mean, I love the, the Simpsons Did It episode. It's... There's there's never going to be a South Park Did It already. Mm-hmm. Because they, there's, they feed off real life so easily that y- you don't even feel like... Like, they turned Kyle into Obama. They turned Kyle into Obama. They turned Mr. Garrison into Donald Trump. Like, holy crap. Okay, so let's... They let's... turned Bruce Jenner into Caitlyn Jenner. They turned... Well, he did that, that to herself. <laughs> I think that's the correct way of saying it. Well, if you remember last week, I was sort of like, I wanted to see Caitlyn Jenner, so I must not have been the only one. They finally gave it to us. All right, so Kyle, of course, because Kyle gave such an astounding speech... Last episode, for the acceptance of a people and a race, complete satire on Obama. Obama got, um, he got elected on, because he was the one speaking for the people, because he was such a advocate for the people. Um, this is like a very long running satire in this episode with Kyle being Obama, because Kyle is basically elected to this reward because he's speaking for the people and everyone thinks he's a hero and things like that. But then... Once he actually attains that, where he's somebody people know about, nobody wants to listen to his speeches. When was the last time you actually listened to a speech that Obama gave? Oh, would it be terrible if I said I maybe never have? No, I'm sure I have. It seemed like it mattered more back in the day. But that's the thing, is that he got elected for all these great speeches. But once he started doing State of the Unions, he started doing them so often that it's just like, oh my God, another speech, Obama? Give me back my TV show. Why are you interrupting me for this? Kyle turned into Obama. And right when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, Kyle turned into Obama. So now they bring in the Ahmed Mohammed storyline where this kid decided to build a clock that looked like a bomb. Guys, you know what? This is the biggest controversy and it's just so stupid. Honestly, that picture of the kid in the handcuffs, it's just like... Uh. All right, they shouldn't have arrested him, but honestly, if any creepy kid or any nerdy kid or any kid in general brings a metal case to school that has a timer on the outside of it, all right, doesn't matter whether he's right or wrong or whether it's a clock or a bomb. People see that from TV, from everything they're grown and bred into them. They assume metal box, timer on it, must be a bomb. Everyone is kind of bred that way. Right. So I don't blame people for being alarmed or people for being linked. They should have evacuated the school. They shouldn't have arrested him once they found out it was a bomb. Whatever. But the fact that they're just rewarding him with all this stuff when it's like, look, kid, if you were really a genius and deserved to go to MIT, you would have known exactly what the hell you were doing. Well, maybe he did. And he was going for, like, the, the PR angle. So maybe he... He's a fame whore. Maybe he wasn't at all and he really hates MIT and things like that. And now he's getting rewarded with everything he really hates, which is what happens and to And he'll be on Kyle. South Park like PewDiePie. There, oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so they reward Kyle with one of the greatest gifts that anyone can actually receive. I think this is kind of such an amazing experience for anyone. Oh, my God. I mean, I really... So jelly. No, I am. Honestly, she is a stunning and beautiful woman. That that woman is a hero. And she looked it in this episode. Right, PC Principal? Yeah, okay. Um, PC, bro. <laughs> thank you. That's uh, James in the booth. Oh, guys, by the way, we're in our brand new studios. If you Woo! haven't noticed, we spent six days working 19 to 20 hours a day, four or five people just ripping. I was going to say, well, you did. Yeah, it was, it was definitely an experience. But we're finally in. And we have four studios here now, so we can do 32 shows between 4 p.m. and midnight. So we can do even more after-show content and popcorn talk shows for you. And we expect you to watch them all. You better watch them all because I'm spending 
This is my life, guys. This is my life. It's now or never. I ain't going to live forever. All right. So <laughs> back to South Park. Oh, yeah. God. We'll talk about the Garrison song, Duke Chronic. Yes. We will talk about the Garrison song. So he's rewarded with his hero, Caitlyn Jenner, which Obama introduces. And it's just like Obama tweeting to Ahmed Mohammed's like, you know what? Why don't you bring your clock to the White House? <laughs> okay, great. Um, so they put him in the car with Caitlyn, and she's going to drive you back to Colorado. Yay! And, of course, they throw Caitlyn Jenner, who is like the face is like half. Oh, the my. tongue sticking out was what really did it for me. It was ridiculous. I couldn't stop laughing. I'm sorry. Somebody needed to make fun of Caitlyn Jenner. It just needed to happen. Mm. So, thankfully, Trey Parker and Matt Stone are those people who are non-PC enough to do it. Because they're the only ones that have thus far. I know. Right? Or at least the only ones that have without getting, so far, a major backlash. But I think that's over now. Yeah, right. Okay. They made it over. So, of course, she hit and, hit and runs somebody all the way out. And the media's like, oh, she's a hero. She's a hero. <laughs> Except for Brett Favre. Except for those people she killed. And that. And it was more of like a rubbing. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of that John Lennon video that came out. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen that, everyone's all up in arms because John Lennon made fun of mentally challenged people like 50 years ago. So this is another reference that they make where they say like, oh, well, this is kind of, no, that's actually not the reference. Anyway, so we go back to the schools where John, Mr. Garrison is really pissed off. Mr. Garrison is really pissed off because of these illegal immigrants but what are they actually called, Christy? They are to be referred to as undocumented something or another. Citizens, I believe, was undocumented <laughs> residents, undocumented citizens. Yeah. So we find that it's not actually Mexicans, which is what everyone tries to leave you to believe because that's the hot topic right now. It's closing the Mexican border and all that. It's Canadians. And I love that South Park continuously just throws on Canadians because... Anyone who doesn't get South Park's humor will not know that it's talking about the issues at hand. Mm -hmm. And Canadians are too nice to do anything about it, <laughs> which is also a stereotype in itself. It's just a harmless stereotype, True. which is why stereotypes are funny in some respects. So at a certain time during Garrison's class, the Canadians just bust out trumpets and start playing, uh, was it Joe Manganiello? Yes. They start playing Joe Manganiello, which is, of course, a reference to, on Fridays, Muslims Muslims have to face east and pray to Mecca. Which, again, it's another... Um, it's very interesting how they how they laid this down, though. is because he's talking about the Goths sacking Rome. It's like, how do you take down a infrastructure or a, or a nation? You insert your citizens into every aspect of it and then change... The aspects. You change how the country is run, which, uh, of course, Muslims are wanting Sharia law in places, but it's not the first culture that's wanted to change things in the United States. This country was based on immigrants. We're, we're a country of immigrants, and we're a country of different cultures coming together in certain ways. Some the melting pot, if you will. Some are more invasive than others. All this bullshit about freaking... Uh, flight attendants who, re who refuse to serve alcohol on flights because they're religious it's like do your job i'm sorry do your job you're a protected class but do your job and if you don't want to then get another job yeah get another job you know what there's a lot of people there's a lot of hard-working um undocumented. undocumented citizens who would be more than happy to serve alcohol instead of you don't go suing the airlines because of your damn moral bullcrap so we go to the school and Mr. Garrison gets so fed up because they, they interrupt his class to go pray, which is another thing I think is totally messed up because we need separation of church and state in this country, which, of course, people are fighting for creationism in school and all that bull crap. But mm -hmm. no, separation of church and state means you shouldn't get out of your educational duties to go pray. Agreed. I'm sorry. It's, it's something that if you want to do that, be homeschooled and take that time. Mm -hmm. It's just it, it doesn't make I understand because I'm. I don't understand the, the significance because I'm not religious at all. But at the same time, I feel like education time is education time. And if the state is paying for it, you're a child. You don't have the right to make a decision like that for yourself. Um, so Mr. Garrison gets fed up and calls him a bunch of Canucks. And they make him go to the PC principal who is just shaking with rage. Not happy. He is bro. not happy, bro. He'll, he'll throw down for this. <laughs> Woo woo! 
So the school makes guy. school makes the teachers take night classes to learn Canadian. This is a reference to how schools in the United States are actually making teachers take extracurricular classes to learn Spanish so they can teach their students so the school can ship in kids from an hour away who are in less uh, privileged uh, communities mm-hmm. to their schools so their school seems more diverse. So what schools do is there's a neighborhood that is predominantly uh, middle income. Uh, what is it called? Middle class. Yeah. So there's the middle class neighborhood, which, of course, ends up being predominantly white because a lot of these communities are developed in some areas from a certain income class, and then more people move to the to the area, and as housing prices go up, or fucked up real estate agents blockbust and move different races to different places. There's a lot of, there's a lot of bad stuff going on in the country. I'm not even denying it. Mm-hmm. But what they do is you have a high school in that community that is predominantly white. So when they are filling their taxes and everything, they don't get as much as a blowback because they do not have a... The diversity. They don't have the diversity. So what schools do is they make a deal with the surrounding communities, which can be anywhere from an hour to two hours away, and they ship kids from the communities that are an hour to two hours away that are of color all the way to the school there every single morning through the busing system and every day back. So what we get is kids who are waking up at 4 a.m. to get to the bus stop so they can get to school by 6.30 a.m. so they can take classes and then not be able to do any extracurricular activities because they have to go two hours back home to have four hours before they have to go to bed to wake up at 6 a.m. or wake up at 4 a.m. to get to the buses to go to school. So now you have kids that are doing poorly because they're from eight areas that aren't in their school zone Mm -hmm. only because the school has to meet their racial quota. This is going on all over the United States. Wow. So it's really messed up. Not, not in small town Minnesota where everyone is white, where I'm from. But the problem is, in the communities where these kids are from, there are schools that have teachers who are bilingual because that's where their parents and that's where this community has teachers. Right. So in the areas where they're not, teachers wouldn't be more likely to get a job where they have to speak Spanish and uh, English and other languages. Mm-hmm. So what they're doing is, for the school to compensate for these students, they think, Oh, the students aren't doing poorly because they're coming from an hour or two away. The students are doing poorly because the teachers aren't fluent enough in the languages. Mm-hmm. All right, let's make our teachers who we don't pay enough already take hour to two hour long classes uh, three nights a week after their teaching schedules. And let's not let's not pay them for that time. And let's make them take these classes as a requirement or we're going to fire them and hire multilingual teachers. So then we're getting teachers who are good who are getting fired because they don't because they refuse to take Spanish classes and things like that. So they're really digging into the educational system with this, talking about how they have to take these classes and the teachers think it's bullcrap because it is bullcrap. There's so many elements to this episode. My God, it's like our educational system is very flawed in its own right. Mm-hmm. Adding in the aspect of every teacher is going to need to speak every language that is becoming a more predominant language means that in 10 years they're going to have to speak Spanish, they're going to have to speak English, they're going to have to speak Arabic, uh, Farsi um, because there are a lot of cultures that are moving to the United States who are taking up residence and being and getting citizenship. I'm not even saying they're all illegals and I have no problem with it. I'm just saying you either need to have teachers know that and have mm-hmm. people have to get degrees in multilingual studies or you're going to have to compensate for the fact that you need to have people in schools that have people who can understand them and not schools make them understand them. Because mm-hmm. unfortunately, as much as America doesn't have a set national language, everything is mostly English. Mm-hmm. And it, that's the reason why people consider it like, they should learn to speak our language. I don't think they need to learn to speak our language. But I think we shouldn't be hindering them by moving them into a school where nobody speaks their language. Mm-hmm. I think there should definitely be a way for people to choose where they want to go to school. These kids don't have a choice. The counties decide where kids are going to school. You could do three years of high school at one place and they randomly decide, oh, you're, you're this color. We need more of that. We're going to move you two hours away, away from your friends, away from your family, and screw you over. Oh. Yeah. It's a terrible system. I love that South Park did a little bit on it. Sorry, I kind of went on a rant there, guys. All right. So now I really liked how they're talking about, okay, so what we need to do this is the this is the plan the kids come up with. Cartman comes up with with Butters is we need to unite the Canadians and the Americans with a love story where two enemies fall in love and then their families decide to stop going to war because of their love. Oh, like Lion King two. Yeah, what was that movie again? Definitely was Lion King two. I don't know what your experience with this is, Christy, but I find that. 
just well, I've like, never seen Lion King too. No, I don't mean it. <laughs> I haven't either. Actually, I just saw Lion King for the first time like this last year. Wow. I know. I, I have no childhood. Um, a lot. My girlfriend tells me that all the time. <laughs> Sad. Right. So, I really like this because this new generation. You never realize it till you're older, and I didn't realize it as a kid. Mm-hmm. Everything's being remade constantly. Every story, the story of Hamlet is remade in everything. The story of Romeo and Juliet, all these Shakespearean stories are remade in everything. Right. So when you have that story being remade in everything, you may be referencing Lion King 2, but unknowingly you're referencing Romeo and Juliet. Mm -hmm. But if they haven't seen Romeo and Juliet, and they haven't heard of it, and they're not educated on the past, they don't know. Just like movies today um, are all remakes. They talk about how we're rebooting all these films and like, oh, I don't, I hate that they're remaking this. I hate that they're remaking this. TV shows. Yeah. The, the film they're remaking was originally a remake from the 30s and the thir- and the 40s and the 50s. Mm-hmm. Basically, we haven't had an original idea in 100 years because everything's just been remade into different stories over and over again. Because so. there are no ideas left or because people just aren't creative anymore. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're going to have you're gonna have kids referencing Ghostbusters in 10 years, and they're not going to be talking about the one you and I know about. Right. So, I mean, everything evolves. You just have to grow with it or become an old fogey. <laughs> so, Kyle is the Obama of the country. He's trying to speak sense into people, but they only assume what he's going to say, and they don't listen. I mean, this is kind of an interesting thing, because... Oh, the, when people do listen to Obama, it's because he decided to invite that kid to the White House. Right. But honestly, aside from that, what have you really heard from Obama in the last three months that you've actually paid attention to? The only thing that went viral was Obama inviting Ahmed Mohammed to the White House. It's the only thing people have really been paying attention to. And he was on that podcast. Yeah, he was on Mark Maron <laughs> five months ago, six months ago. It's the last time I've even read a quote of his or watched an interview. or yeah. Exactly. So Obama's kind of on the outskirts of even as president right now, because we're coming up on the 2016 election and all this. But if you actually look into what he's saying in his speeches nowadays, he makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Like he's actually saying very valid points, but the problem is, is he may be speaking on these issues with a mindset that Republicans can agree on. And this whole thing with the politically correctness and everything that's going on today's world and with Donald Trump and everything and Obama's uh, views on that, mm-hmm. he's actually got very intelligent views on everything that's going on right now. And that's the Kyle of the story. Kyle has very intelligent views on the story. But the fact is, is that the only viral things that Obama put out is about how he supports Caitlyn Jenner back in the day, mm-hmm. about how he invited Amma Muhammad to the White House and WTF with Mark Maron. Because he's still saying things now. He's still speaking on this now as the things have developed. But everyone's has already gotten their opinion of what he thinks on this situation. They haven't followed his opinion. Mm-hmm. So he's currently now giving out good opinions. But people are just like, oh, that's just Obama giving another speech. Like, I already know what he thinks. I already know what he thinks. And that's Kyle. Because mm-hmm. Kyle always gives the speeches. So nobody nobody cares what he thinks, even though it is the most valid opinion of this entire episode. So uh, moving on, the support is growing for Garrison, a.k.a. Donald Trump, to fuck them all together. <laughs> what a plan. As soon as I saw Garrison in the bar and people being like, yeah, yeah, you know that? I was like, oh, my God, he's Donald Trump. So Garrison is the liken to Donald Trump because he is the person who is fed up with all this PC bullcrap. He's the person who, if anyone should be a leader, it's not him. But he's also the only person unafraid to speak his mind, Mm -hmm. which is the situation we're in right now with Donald Trump. Is every politician with views that could actually attract people to their cause are afraid to say them. Mm -hmm. But every person who's not afraid to say them is a fucking idiot. So the only people who aren't afraid to say them are idiots. And that's why these idiots are getting such traction because you look at these damn politically correct causes and everyone is so afraid to speak out about them, except for the citizens. The citizens want somebody to be their voice. They Mm -hmm. want somebody to speak out about this terribleness that is putting all this crap in our schools, all this stupid religion and all this other shit. We want somebody to speak out against this. Almost as if that was the entire point of government from the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) Donald Trump is... Not the hero we need. It's the one we deserve because we're all idiots right now yeah. because nobody is speaking out. It's, it's ridiculous and it's 
It's absolutely terrifying, and this episode hits it so far on the head. Mm-hmm. I talked about this about three months ago, mm. and this was like right when Donald Trump was still starting out, like his real presidential campaign, things like that. We all still thought it was a joke a little bit. Yeah, and I, I posted on Facebook. I was like, look, guys, everyone's laughing at Donald Trump running. I said, everyone's laughing, nobody's taking him seriously, and everyone's just joking about it. But what you should be doing is really looking into his policy and really trying to see who this guy is because he could very well be the next president of the United States. That's so terrifying when you say that out loud. It's absolutely terrifying. But this episode just highlighted it so perfectly because when people don't take you seriously, you can come out on top very easily. Very easily can you sideswipe everyone. Like it's the, it's the, the player that nobody thinks about. It's the, it's the guy in the back seat who decides to randomly come to the front. The underdog just coming from behind that nobody's paying attention to. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people are paying attention to Trump, but nobody politically takes him seriously. So they think that he can't win. The guy has millions and millions and millions of dollars at his behest. He's got a lot of citizens who are pissed off at the whole politically correct bullcrap in this country who needs somebody to speak out. And he's the only one speaking out. Mm-hmm. I think the only way somebody could beat him at this point is if another Republican candidate decided, Hey, I'm actually going to speak out about this political correct bullshit. And I'm going to just take the stand that some people may hate me, but mm-hmm. everyone wants to be liked by everyone. So nobody wins. And Donald Trump's not afraid to be hated by everyone. And that's why he's winning. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had the, uh, he had basically in this, uh, scene, it was what's Telemundo was, is it Telemundo who canceled? Yes. And NBC canceled Apprentice. Basically, PC principal was Telemundo and, and NBC mm-hmm. uh, saying, all right, I don't like what you're saying. Okay, well, I'm going to say it anyway. All right, well, you're fired. All right, well, you can go screw off. I'm going to run for president. That's literally the situation with Garrison and PC principal and Trump and NBC. And 51 poor women who have starved themselves all year did not make their national television debut because of it. Serious. Sorry to go. It's actually kind of funny. <laughs> so, now that that rants over too, this uh, <laughs> South Park's becoming all rants because they're so on point this season. It right. is just so on point with everything that's going on. Yeah, we're only two in, and I feel like they've covered everything already. Oh my god! But I know they'll come up with. I'm it. I'm really glad that they're doing this continuous storyline though, because this mm-hmm. episode would not have been as powerful if they weren't holding PC Principal back. Randy Marsh just walking. Hey, bro. <laughs> Bro, you're talking about undisclosed citizens or undocumented citizens? Woo woo! He's almost to the point of like cameo status for me now. Like you wait for his moment to come every episode and then you love it. Exactly. So support for Garrison's growing. Of course, it's all like the redneck looking people who carrying the signs. That's, the Minnesotans. It's badly spelled <laughs> and things like that because... Those are the only people who actually raise their voice anymore is because the people who don't are too afraid to they're too i don't want to have this sound terrible but they're too intelligent to um that's funny. intelligent people who are more intelligent are less likely to make their opinions known people who are less intelligent are more likely to make their opinions known um i'm trying to remember what it's called but there's this there's this thing that scientists have, have studied is that Less intelligent people are more likely to think they're correct and know more than more intelligent people. And more intelligent people know that they aren't 100% right on anything. Mm -hmm. So they're less likely to be completely opinionated and think they're correct. That's why we have this whole generation of college students who think they know everything, who think that, no, that's not right, who think vaccinations are bad, who think, like, no, you don't want gluten, like all this bullshit. That's why we have this whole generation of people who think that they're right and they think their opinion is fact because they learn it in some bullshit class, political science studies, or all these other dumb bullcrap degrees. They have all these dumb degrees and think that it counts for something. Right. It's an inflated ego thing. Yeah. We had this, I had this conversation with this guy who was talking about how he's making a change in the world and things like that by telling people that vaccinations are bad, that telling people that chemotherapy doesn't help cancer, it actually kills you faster and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and he's like, I'm actively changing the world. What are you doing? He's in a conversation with my brother. My brother is a chemical engineer who every day spends 12 hours in a lab trying to turn raw fuel into, or 
turn crude oil into a clean, renewable resource. My brother is literally, out of anyone I know, the one person who is actively spending his life trying to change the world. Yeah. And this guy would not accept that. He would not accept that he was wrong on some stances. And that's the problem with the world. We're breeding a generation of people who believe that fact, that their opinions can be fact if they think they are. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, there's scientific fact, and then there's your opinion. You can think the world is flat, it doesn't make you any less wrong. Mm-hmm. The world is not flat. I'm sorry. You can think that the moon landing sorry, was fake. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, you can think that the moon landing is fake. I'm sorry. The moon landing was not fake. There you go. You can think all sorts of things. Hey, gravity is not real. Gravity may be something we don't understand. It still means there's something holding your damn ass to the goddamn <laughs> right. earth. So moving on. Uh, yeah, I, you're right. I think it was Univision. Uh, Stranger and Kiki says, I think it was Univision who split ties with Trump. I Univision think there were multiple. Telemundo. Was it Univision? Maybe it was. I think Telemundo. Which one has the colored little four? That is Univision. Yeah, Univision. Univision. And then. Um, Our bad. It's also, but it is NBC with Celebrity Apprentice who fired him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And now we have Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think, is the new yes. host of Celebrity Apprentice. And they're going to do it in LA and we're going to get all the contestants on the after show and I'll be here. Yeah, NBC Universal is split ties with him. So, yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. Uh, I'm going on so many rants today, Chris. I, I feel like that's what they wanted. I feel like it. I mean, we had less dislikes last week. So I guess I'm I'm trying to tie the episode more into the satire it's actually talking about. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of the best way to cover South Park. Yeah. So let's fuck them all to death and build a big wall. So, we'll call that plan A. So, Christy, if I build uh, a door mm-hmm. and I tell you, don't come on, don't come through this door... You don't want to see what's on the other side of this door. What are you going to want to do? I'm going to want to open that door, Steve. You don't want to open that door, damn right. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. They they have such a, a great way of doing this with the one guy just sitting on the wall. It's like the No Girls Allowed Club, kind of like the where America's trying to be the No Mexicans Allowed Club. Yeah. Every country kind of thinks they're the best country. America is just so much more vocal about it. So... America, if you think of America, we're like a club. We're American citizens. A, like, really exclusive club. We're all ignorant enough to know that we're the best country in the world. Take apart that sentence for a second. We're all ignorant enough to know. So, we all think we're the best country in the world. So, of course, we boast to everybody that we're the best country in the world. So, when you have a bunch of people hearing, this is the best country in the world, they're all thinking... I want to go there. Hell yeah. So that's what Canada does. This is such a great satire on the state of America. We want to build a wall to keep the Mexicans out because we're so great because we work so hard and they're taking our jobs and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, if they could take the jobs, maybe you should, I don't know. I'm not even going to get into that. So Canada <laughs> builds a gigantic wall to keep the Americans out. And you just have the one guy saying, oh yeah, pretty cool stuff in here. You know, but you're not allowed in. So, of course, the Americans are pissed because they're like, what? I want cool stuff. I want to go in there. Which, if you really think about it, when somebody tells an American no, they really don't take it very well. Oh, hell no. Because we want to block the wall to Mexico. But honestly, if it went both ways, people would be pissed. Oh, yeah. If you told people there's no more vacays in in Puerto Vallarta or whatever the hell it's called, anger. But at the same time, because America drives the economy a lot, well, China's the biggest driver of the economy right now, because America's economy drives Mexico because it's so much corruption pushing uh, the Mexican economy through our corporations here. Right. If you ever research into that, it is so messed up. Like, the way corporate America, like, the way corporate America has um, inserted itself into Mexico's economy, it's literally the reason why. Nobody can get work in Mexico and things like that. It's really terrible. Mm -hmm. And nobody can make money there because the corporations can go over there and hire people and they can make, they can pay them whatever they want because the the president of Mexico is in such a bad political stance and everything. So you have this gigantic wall that all the Americans want to get over. So Mr. Garrison decides, hey, I'm going to put myself in a barrel and I'm going to go down the falls and get into Mexico. Great idea. I'm trying to think of what this is in reference to. 
What do you mean? I mean, it's in reference to the person who put themselves in a barrel and went over Niagara Falls, but right. I didn't know if it was like was referencing anything recent. So. Oh, I just took it as the the old story, the over Niagara Falls thing. Okay, but so basically, I think they just wanted a way to tie in the tie in the refugees trying to get in through the ocean and drowning. Yeah, I think that was just the tie in. Okay, so he wakes up on the border of uh, on the border in Canada, and the city's a ghost town. Mm. So the city's a ghost town. And he's trying to figure out why. And you see one guy just commit suicide off a building. And it's just empty because all the Canadians are gone. Because we I'll get into Butter's storyline in a minute here where we find out why all the Canadians are gone. So he's going to go see the president. So let's go ahead and move into Butter's. So Butter's, being the, being the lackey that he is, Cartman's talking to Butter's. And Cartman's trying to get Butter's to pull a hot Cosby reference from last episode. Uh, pull a hot Cosby and get a Canadian girlfriend so they can begin to mend the sh- mend the the hostilities. And Butter's like, I don't want a Canadian girlfriend. And Carmen's like, do you want a race war? <laughs> well, of course Butters doesn't want a race war. But this is funny too because apparently if you if you don't want to bla- if you don't want to date outside your race, you're racist. People think that. Mm-hmm. When it's really just attraction. Right. Some people are attracted to light skinned people. Some people are attracted to dark skin or middle skin. Like, whatever. Like, it's honestly, you don't, con- just like nobody decides if they're gay or not. You don't decide your sexual preference for looks either. It's the same. Some guys don't like fat chicks. Some guys love fat chicks. I personally. Some guys really love fat chicks. I'm not going to say my stance on that. <laughs> so, Butters. That's probably best, Steven. Butters walks up to the one that kind of looks like, what was it? What was it? Um, oh, uh, a cucumber, a wonky cucumber with wieners on it. Or <laughs> I was gonna write it down. Um, yeah, and he something just, about a cucumber and wieners. He starts reciting Lion King two as if it's Shakespeare. <laughs> we will create a new pride <laughs> of lions. She didn't know what ice cream was. They decided to go to ice cream, and then Cartman call, calls Butters, be like, "You need to get that hot Cosby going." And he's like, "I don't want her to feel rushed." He's so sweet, that Butters. And now we get some nice old uh, Cosby references here for the pop culture. Nobody cares about 40 years from now when she suddenly changes her mind, Butters. (laughs) Okay, so this is a little bit of a gray area for their satire. Because as much as Cosby has admitted to drugging women and Mm -hmm. sleeping with them, which is definitely rape, there's also some cases where the evidence is not as pointedly that way. Mm-hmm. There's some cases of, I'm not going to name names, where the evidence points to the celebrity actually slept with Bill Cosby of their own volition, and now they're jumping on the rape train. Mm-hmm. So, not going to name names, but this is one of those instances where because of the publicity around Bill Cosby and because all these women are getting all this support because of this... Somebody is committing the horrible act of claiming rape to get renowned for themselves, Mm -hmm. which is fucked up. Right. Because what he did was a terrible thing, but if you consented at that time and you're just trying to jump on this to claim you're a victim, fuck you. Yeah. Like, that's fucked. insult to people who have actually had to experience it. Completely insulting. Terrible. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That's like... All morals out the window. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to know who pe- who the people are, you can look into it. Of course, it's all stipulation at this point. Right. But there's some valid cases, and there's definitely some invalid you can cases. You pick the fame whores out pretty easy. So yeah, he is a rapist, but he just didn't rape everyone. He didn't rape he everyone didn't rape he had sex. Yeah, he didn't rape everyone like he's ever had sex with. So, um, let's see here. So the dad talks to Butters at the dinner. They're eating poutine. That's all that's on the table is pie, chicken, and poutine. It's all just a big thing of gravy fries with cheese curd. And he's like, so... It looks uh, kind of good. You got a thing for Canadian girls? I love this. Uh, you, you got the maple fever? <laughs> it's, my Canadian accent's really bad. I actually have to go back real quick, guys, to when they're in the class and they're talking about the alphabet. Oh, yeah, yeah. This was phenomenal. A, B, C, D, A, F, G, H, I, J, K... Elemental buddy. Q R S T U friend. W X A. That was expertly delivered, by the way. I believe that you are fluent in Canadian. But I love that, like, everyone in the class is just like, A, B, C, D, A, F, G. Guy. Oh, it's Guy. 
It's not gay. It's guy. Like, it's guy. Got it. Because they have guy, buddy, friend, eh, and... Eh, oh, yeah. I'm not your buddy, guy. I'm not your guy, friend! And moving on. I'm not your friend, buddy. I'm not your buddy, friend! Uh, guy, I meant to say. Anyway, so back to back to Butters. So, got the maple fever, and they say that they don't really want to be in America. There you go. We finally learn. Well, why did you leave? And they talk of the Canadian elections, where there was a lot of politicians who only spoke in circles, and then one brash asshole who spoke his mind, but didn't really have any solutions. Nobody thought he'd be president, but then he became president. We weren't paying attention. Shocking. Shocking. Cut to the president, Canadian Trump. And he's dancing. But again, nobody's paying attention to Trump right now. Mm -hmm. But he is building the largest support following out of any presidential candidate because the Democratic Party is completely split. The Republican Party is completely split. All of these new generation of kids who who think that socialism is a good way of going about things. Okay, we had a comment talking about, like, I didn't know what socialism was, saying it's the same as communism. I never said that. I never said socialism is the same as communism. But it doesn't work. Um, last week's episode? Yeah, because oh. I mentioned socialism. Socialism doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's proven time and time again <laughs> that right. it doesn't work. You can be fairly confident in that. I can say that I can punch a nail into a wall because I can, because in theory, I could go ahead and build a house by punching nails in. Doesn't mean it's going to work. And that house is going to be pretty shittily built. <laughs> right. So I'm sorry. And then we have the Pope talking right now, which is funny. The Pope's talking about how capitalism is bad and it's the reason everything's bad. It's like, I'm sorry, you're from Argentina, which was one of the largest economies in the world about 30 years ago, until you decided to install socialism, which is now a third world country again. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Love you, Pope Francis. You have some great ideas, but stay the shit out of politics. (laughs) You're in a fucking country of a thousand people. Goddamn Vatican. All right. And the Dalai Lama wants women to be hot. Just saying. I don't even blame him for that. <laughs> and he didn't, even, he didn't even say it in a sexist way. He was just like, to have a, to have a woman be the, um, what is it called? The next Dalai Lama. To have right. a woman be the next Dalai Lama, she should be good looking. I don't disagree. You know why? Because being the Dalai Lama is a position where it's you have to make media appearances. You have to be likable by all the people. And he's fortunately, it is misogynistic that he's a guy, and it doesn't really matter what he looks like. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to have a female Dalai Lama in this day and age, and especially in that culture, it's not America that I'm talking about. It's that right. culture. Nobody will listen to nobody already. People don't really listen to women over there. You're going to need a face that people can relate to, and you're going to need somebody who looks a certain way. For anyone to have any respect for him. And it's sad. And I disagree with it. But it doesn't mean that he's a misogynist. It doesn't... Well, he might be. But it doesn't mean (laughs) that what he said isn't any less valid because he understands the culture and he understands that it wouldn't work that way. Mm -hmm. Just like... um, Just like in China. You're not going to have somebody with... Like... You're not going to have somebody of low class getting any political power anywhere in China. So if somebody came out and said... The next prime minister of China cannot be a poor person. Like- you can't really get up in arms because honestly, the next prime minister of China cannot be a poor person because mm-hmm. it's just not going to happen. The people will not support them. Won't happen. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no, um, what's it called when people donate a lot of money and like rich people, philanthropy. Oh. There's the, the study, there's no philanthropy in China. It's mm-hmm. a very rare occurrence there because everyone's for themselves there. So, there's not going to be a poor prime minister of China. It's just not going to happen. Just like, for it to make sense, there won't be an unattractive Dalai Lama. Right. It's just plain and simple. I mean, you guys can hate me all you want. I'm not really... This isn't my opinion. It's just based on the culture. That's how it works. Right. Well, you're not going to have you're not going to have very many females in the Muslim community who are outspoken against... Who are outspoken and high in power. Mm-hmm. Because there there's some spaces for them, but you're not going to have a lot because the culture doesn't respect women in right. some respects. 
in the respective power and the respective head of household and things like that. Of course, there are more progressive areas, but there's a lot that aren't. Just like Christianity, Mm -hmm. there's still a lot. There's still a lot of areas that think being gay is a sin. There's still a lot of areas that think that um, the wife should do everything for the man and things like that in Christianity. There's... Every religion has a sect and has a lot of people who still go to the old ways, which are very outdated. Mm-hmm. Everyone does. But, I mean, when you're going on the Dalai Lama, who it's literally a culture from thousands of years ago, mm-hmm. they're not as progressive. I mean, they're in some ways, but they're not. Right. Well, and I just think it's interesting that he kind of went, F you, PC culture. And yeah. he just said it. Yeah. There you go. Like, he just went it. there. There you go. Um, so, At Night with Butters... It's Butters talking to the Canadian girls. It's me that should be sorry. And Butters says, it's me that should be sorry. And Butters says he was supposed to be a hot Cosby to tie the, tie the races together. And she says, let's try a nice slow Cosby. And no, Butters says, let's try a nice slow Cosby instead. In Canada, we call slow Cosby love. Ah, Butters. (laughs) So Butters and the parents hear what happens in Canada. So what happens in Canada? Mr. Garrison, Mrs. Garrison. Let me check my notes. I'm going to just say Garrison. Oh, yeah, I have it right here, uh, but I didn't spell out the naughty word. So we have Canadian Trump dancing to the alphabet being played over the, what's that song called? You can dance if you want to. Yeah, yeah. You can leave your fights behind. <laughs> and, uh, the is there a dance. reason why he was? What's it say? It's called the safety dance. The safety dance. Okay, so they have the, alf- the Canadian alphabet being played over the safety dance. Just for fun. Exactly. So they go in there. Garrison's talking about uh, Trump's like, where my country gone? Where my country gone? Where my country gone? And he starts raping him to death. And Mr. Garrison rapes Canadian Donald Trump to death. Yes. He fucks him to death. Mm-hmm. He's dead. TMZ reported it this morning. He is absolutely dead. What did you think of that? Uh, I mean, it worked for the episode. It was, every time, every episode, there's at least one moment where I'm kind of like, oh boy, I'm going to have to talk about this. And that was it for this episode. And, you know, we expected, and there it was, and tied everything together. It's like the Game of Thrones episodes where um, the president of Sony sleeping with the reporter. It's like, you're going to have to talk about the president of Sony sleeping with the reporter. Great. <laughs> Back to you, and Tom. an email about it. I know, right? Oh my god. So, before we uh before we get into the very ending of the episode, uh if you're watching South Park, I'm assuming that you like TV, and if you want a good new TV show to watch, guys, you should check out Quantico. It's ABC's newest drama. Um Sunday, September 7th, 27th, it's the series premiere of the new drama Quantico. It's where FBI cha- trains their top recruits and only 1200 out of 100,000 people who apply get in. Wow. So, they're the smartest, strongest. They have the best skills. They're whittled down to these 1,200, and they have to live and train together under one roof. But what happens is a gigantic terrorist attack hits the United States, and the Quantico students and the, everyone there finds out that one of the students is a terrorist. So what does the FBI do when its greatest fear comes to fruition when one of their top Quantico recruits is one of the terrorists? So who is it? Which one is it? It's an edge-of-your-seat drama with twist after twist after twist. Priyanka Chopra stars in television's top new show of the fall. The series premiere of Quantico, again, is Sunday, September 27th at 10, 9 central on ABC. So, check it out. Kind of excited for that one, actually. Yeah. I think it's going to be good. So, back to South Park with the grand finale. <laughs> no, nobody will be effing any fake Canadian Donald Trumps on Quantico. Nobody's going to be effing any fake Canadian Donald Trumps on Quantico. So... Garrison fucks Donald Trump to death and then says he's proven that his methods work. Yes. It needed to be that kind of like a violent, crazy imagery, like, just drive that point home. Yeah. It, this is actually a, a throwback to Bush. This is kind of a satire on Bush. Because if you... It's doing something horrible to serve a greater purpose. Mm-hmm. And then saying your methods work because the greater purpose worked. Right. So spending billions on the Iraq war and everything and doing everything. But oil prices went down. That's what America was complaining about at the time. So 
as much as he fucked us over in one way, his methods worked. Yes. I mean, it's the same. It's the same kind of if you compare the two. Right. Mr. Garrison, like he goes into another country, he finds the president, and he kills the president. We go into Iraq, we find the leader of Iraq, and we kill the leader of Iraq. And then we leave, and everyone's free to go back in. There can be a power struggle, whatever. But our methods worked. Yes. Because we took out the president. Mission accomplished. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a throwback to Bush, but not a lot. But that is kind of what they were going for. Mm-hmm. But now he can say, hey, my methods work. Look at this. My methods work. This is the same thing that Hillary's doing right now. It's the same thing that Trump's doing right now. My methods work because they're taking one – they're taking all the bad shit they've done and the result of that's one good thing. That doesn't necessarily... It could be bad shit over here piled up this high. One good thing. They just brush that aside. Look! My methods! They're working! Look, my third marriage is surviving just fine. Hashtag Kim Davis. (laughs) No marriage license for you. God, don't even start on that. I really hope they're gonna... I I really hope they're gonna... They're gonna do something like that. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I'd say next episode we're going to get a little bit of Kim Davis. Probably have somebody doing something stupid and then being lauded for it. And, mm-hmm. like, having having the mayor, like, crying next to them. <laughs> It'd be great. Anyway, so finally at the end, Kyle gives a speech of how we need to stop sensationalist politics. Which, again, oh, is in line with kind of what Obama has been saying in the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. But everyone just looks pissed at him. <laughs> Is he seriously <laughs> doing another speech? They finally called him out on it, though. Yeah? Whoa, is anyone else's um stream feed doing weird stuff? Uh-oh. I'm just going to ask the chat. Is everyone's stream working fine? Oh, yeah, everybody out there, let us know. Because mine's like playing a clip of me going like this, and you going because it like speeds it up a lot. Um, okay, everyone says it's working fine, which means okay. it's it's just my internet, it. just my internet. All right, so Garrison's running mate is Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, but of course, we're getting the campaign season of Af- of uh, of South Park early. Mm-hmm. Usually they do it after the elections. We're getting it before. This is going to be... They've been waiting around all summer, just like twiddling their thumbs, brainstorming, and just like ready to go in. They weren't going to wait any longer. This is the Lord storyline. Mm-hmm. How Randy was Lord the entire season. We're going to have an entire political election with the... I feel like the end of the season is going to be Mr. Garrison... At the presidential election, and we'll end it before we find out who wins. Oh. Because the, then we're going to have the election in January, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have the election in January. So they're going to lead up to that. They're going to build – they're going to have a lot of other stories, but they're going to build Mr. Garrison's political career and political thing all the way through the season. That's my prediction. Well, I could watch this all season long, I think. That I could watch that storyline unfold. Yeah, I think I think if they build it in the right way, it could be really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I think we can get Hillary back. I am certain that will happen. If we have Hillary versus Mr. Garrison, who would Hillary's running mate be, you think? Uh, well, there would probably be a point at which in there that Mr. Garrison decides that being female is like getting more voters or something. So would he go back to being Miss Garrison at some point in there? And we do a Miss Garrison versus Hillary? I don't even think that. I think we're going to get... Uh, pansexual and non-gender specific. Oh, yeah. I think I think Mr. Garrison will have the respect my program pronouns. So it'll be it'll be they Garrison. Mm-hmm. So it'll be it'll be they Garrison. Because we got to cover that too. Yeah. So there's not going to be Mr. or Mrs. Garrison. It's they Garrison. I like that. And it's going to be the the political party, the genderless political party, because you have Caitlyn Jenner, who everyone doesn't know what to say, and then you're going to have Mr. Garrison, who will refuse to be referred to as a boy or a girl or anything because he's non-gender specific. So you have to say just Garrison. I think it's going to just become Garrison by the end of this. That'll be really funny. Garrison Jenner, 2016. That'll be really funny. So 
Basically, when an irrational politician makes bigoted promises and gives them power, it turns the country in a place where nobody wants to be, a la the Mexican government and the reason why they have to come to the United States to make a living. And if Trump is elected, it will force them out, but it will also force out a lot of Americans. That's kind of the basis for their overarching storyline. I think it was a brilliant episode. Agreed. Genius. What do you guys in the chat think? I'll go ahead and do some of these. Uh... Jalen Sayuri says, I hope Caitlyn Jenner keeps making a cameo. Major Tom says, she is so brave. Jalen Sayuri says, is Kenny dead? No, Kenny's not dead. Kenny is going to come back, of course. I know they do that all the time. And Stranger and Key says, another continuity-filled season? I really think so. I really think we're getting continuity, and I think it's working so well. Mm -hmm. And I think if any season to do it is, it's this one leading up to the political election. Because... A lot of people watch South Park, and if it if it makes people a little bit more outspoken about all this politically correct bullcrap, I think it's a good thing. Uh, Jalen Sear, oh my god, that's brilliant. Okay, Jalen Sayuri on the chat. This is great. Mister Garrison and Caitlyn Jenner versus Chris Jenner and Hillary Clinton. Oh yes, Jalen. That's yes. that's good. That's good. Uh, Major Tom says, love the fact that Bruce drove over a lady and killed her and. In real life. I don't love the fact that Bruce drove over a lady and killed her in real life. Sorry, I was just reading a chat comment. <laughs> I like the fact that they satired it. Right. America needed to be reminded. But I do like that they joked about it because he says nobody talks about it. Because mm-hmm. just like Bobby Kennedy, I think it was Bobby Kennedy. Who what? Who. Oh, it? like killed someone one time or something. Oh, wait, that was Marilyn Monroe. Um, oh, my God. No, uh. Yeah, Bobby Kennedy, I think, is the one who drove his car into a lake with his girlfriend and still inside it. Oh, yes. And then got out of the window and just left her to drown. Yes. Even though he could swim and he wasn't drunk or anything. Yeah, so he, he literally killed his girlfriend. And nobody jokes about that or anything. Right. Because of the Kennedys and because the Kennedys are untouchable and all that bull crap. But, yeah, so nobody talks about the fact that Caitlyn Jenner, because everyone views her as such a hero, they nobody talk about the fact that she literally got away with murder. Right. Um, but at the same time, it was kind of like... Yeah, she ran her car there, into somebody. There were some there were some stipulations in that as well. It's just like the whole uh, thing. most other people wouldn't be prosecuted in the same situation, apparently. Yeah, so I don't know. Um let's see. So why are the chat's randomly talking about poppers and how they make your anus muscles relax? Thank you. Um Dolly Patton La, Dolly Parton Lama, y'all. Uh Dolly Lamet. Cosby did have a bunch of kids he was supporting. Dolly Pardon Llama. That should be a character. Is that what they're saying? Like on South Park? I think Park? so, yeah. I love that. I think Butters is most likely to find love and grow up first. Aww. Question, did South Park I do a race war episode or not? They kind of have. They, I mean, they always touch on it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we figured that's where they would go at the beginning of this season, but... Yeah. And then we're back, back caught up to, I just love the safety dance montage. Major Tom says, I love the safety dance montage as a reference to Trump's golden age in the 80s. I didn't catch that. Uh, Thank that's you. That's what it was. Thank you, Major okay, Tom. That's it's why. Reference to Trump's golden age in the 80s, followed by a Canadian Trump getting asked for him by Garrison on Mars. Uh, Daniel Riley says, Jimmy Kimmel needs to do a thing like celebrities watch their South Park episode because I would pay attention to see Caitlyn reaction. You guys um, have some great ideas. I know, right? I actually kind of want to do that show. That'd be fun. That would be awesome. Just to sit down and watch him with him. And uh, Timothy Cipriot says, in my humble opinion, this season is much better than the last one. I agree. I mm-hmm. think I think last season we had a really strong first episode and a pretty okay second episode. Oh, it's Teddy Kennedy. Monique Smith says it was Ted Kennedy, not not Bobby Kennedy. Sorry, okay. guys. That's my fault. Um, I get they the Kennedys. They the same. Uh, Kim and Kanye would be a dark horse in the election. Yes, Kanye announced his pregnancy. Thank you, Jalen. Again, I had predicted that a while ago, but I forgot to bring it up in the episode. And uh, Duke says Bobby drove off a bridge. No, it was Teddy Kennedy drove off a bridge. One of the Kennedys did all this stuff. I'm not even going to get into it. All right. I think that's They've all, all done do. lots of bad stuff. Guys, if you have a moment to go over to uh, the little thumbs up button on the on the video, we get a lot of hate here at AfterBuzz for doing this because it's labeled as South Park Season 19 Episode 2 Review and After Show, but people tend to only read the first five words, so... They tend to give us a lot of hate for that. It's not the episode. It's a review. Get over it. Stop posting comments that just say fuck you. Because you know what? <laughs> fuck you. Um, go over to iTunes. Look up South Park After Buzz. Leave us a comment and write us a review. Five stars is the best. But you know what? We'll settle for four because we're all about 
settling. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, we'll take whatever we can get. If we have any reviews in the past week, I'll read them out right now. But no, the last one was Dim and Reaper, May 28th. Great podcast. Love it. Thank you. Oh, so that. let's go ahead and put ourselves over. Where can we find you, Christy? Oh, well, y'all can hit me up at Christy Reports on all the platforms. And please also check out ChristyReports.com. Cool. You guys can find me at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X. And also be sure to remember that the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals because honestly, we said a lot of fucked up shit. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week for season 19, episode 3 of South Park. Thanks again. Adios. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. A, B, C, D, E, F, Guy, H, I, J, K, Elemental Buddy, Q, R, S, T, U, Friend, W, X, A, Views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.